Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, my name's Nick. Hello, I'm Woogie. We are the Mouth of Manliness. This is a podcast all about uh, mental health. But it's not just mental health. Um, it's kind of about people's lives and about uh, how they cope and how they manage in the world. Yeah, and digging into the stories that make them who they are. Yeah, so it's real life stories um, where we talk about things that people have been through and how they've managed and how they've coped and how they've come out the other side. So sometimes it's just me and Woggy here, but more often than not, we're talking to guests, uh, sometimes more well-known guests, but more often than anything, it's um, just normal people who have been through um, interesting situations. Yeah, and they've all got a lovely story to tell. Yeah, so mouth and manliness, we are about mental health, but we're more about people and stories. So, welcome to the mouth. The mouth of manliness. Welcome to the Mouth of Manliness, season three, in full effect. Um, I'm Nick, I'm waving to no one. He's waving to and no this one. this is someone else. I am Woogie, or Wogie as you like calling me, uh, 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 or Warren, or you know, Wolgie. I've got a bundle of names, but Wolgie. Wolgie's my old nickname at school and then uh, therefore my name, so yeah, I there don't you call go. Yeah, I don't that much. <laughs> uh, and as ever, we've got a really great guest today, uh, George Costa. Yes, yes. Um, uh, welcome, George. Thanks for coming along. No, thanks for having me on, mate. It's great. Uh, it's lovely. It's, as I said just before, it was really lovely to see you. And like, I probably haven't seen you for mm. at least two, maybe three years. And, yeah. Uh, like, I'll never forget. Um, so we first met at the White Room Studio, um, which is run by Mark Watts, and who's a, a character unto himself. Uh, <laughs> it's it really mad. Yeah. So, <laughs> and um, and we first met because you were helping out of the studio, and uh, and it, Mark was like, "Meet Wigwam. This is Wigwam," and that, that was it. And I'm like. I don't think he's called Big Bang, is no. it? And I, I really didn't want to call you it, especially as Mark <laughs> said it. Uh, but then, uh, uh, yeah, and I'd come out and you'd be sitting reading the book. 
And I was like, yeah. oh, there's a young man reading a book. <laughs> what a lovely thing to see. And I, and I instantly liked you. Yeah. You know, like, I instantly liked you. Then on the top of that, you were really, really cool. And, like, mm. um, I don't know, you just uh, seem to consider things more than a lot of people. And I like that. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've known you, George, for... A fucking long time, as it turns out, because Amy yeah. was Ma- Mark used to manage Amy, right? So my my yeah, yeah. The mother of my children, my ex partner, and uh, I used to come down to. That's how I got introduced to you using the White Room Studios. So I mean, I knew you when you were in was it Electric Childhouse? She was in. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but even before that, I think, wouldn't you? You was just in the studio. So like, yeah, it you, must, must be years and years now. Yeah, yeah man, yeah. over ten years because Lola's Lola's. 10 my daughter so my eldest so so yeah and, and it was a good few years before that so I've, i knew you like about 12 so years ago jules and uh and then ever since then with every sort of big production rehearsals i did with like pip or b dolan again george is always responsible always for waiting there. there to lock up for us to fucking finish <laughs> with, with 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 a good with a good book basically it was yeah. a, it was uh, uh... <laughs> quality so- when when I um, heard you playing for Electric Child Dust and I actually heard you playing, yeah, I was like, like, fucking hell, where did that come from? That's amazing. It sounded like you'd been playing for years and years. Like, yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, just and picked it up, didn't you? Just fucking properly flawed, like real kind of dubby sound to it. Real, yeah. real decent bass. Well, I, mm. I think I was lucky, obviously, being around the studio all the time. Mm. Um, also, like, well, I learned bass off of... Um, of Bonsai from Space. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a ridiculous space player. Yeah, um, really yeah. stuck. Mm. So, yeah, it's just one of them things. I, I think as well, just where I sort of didn't play too long before joining a band, I think as soon as you join a band, like, it just pushes you a lot more than mm. sitting at home learning on your own, you know. It just, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You, you sort of build up a bit of, I don't know, you, you, I think you just, where you plan all the time, it just comes a bit more naturally, I guess. It, I, like, I... I I bought a guitar. Uh, I got a guitar for Christmas Day for my for my present and an amp. And then uh, on yeah. the day after Boxing Day, I had my first jam. And I'd never actually sat and learned anything. It just worked it out totally through playing with other people. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it's a great way to do it. And uh, it forces you because you learn from one another and all, yeah. didn't you? And it's like you want to, you want to. Someone's there's always someone who's a, a flash fucker in the band, so it's quite good to be like to see all the little tricks and just adapt to them. And it's the same with anything, production, whatever. Like I've sat, look, you know, watching Mark fuck about on Logic. Yeah. And like I mean, interestingly with that, like I, when I made the transition from being in I Shouted Gun, which was me just playing guitar, <laughs> to making electronic stuff, I bought all of my Mac shit. I bought bought Logic. I bought a MacBook Pro, a sound card, and I phoned up Mark and went. Mark, how do I open up a plugin? <laughs> I've opened it and I ain't got a fucking clue. And uh, and it, but it's it's that mentality, isn't it? Like you just keep you get around people that, that know what they're fucking doing, didn't you? And it's it makes I I, I love that. That's, that's the best thing for me. Like when when you learn a new skill and and because it, again, like we've spoken about this on the podcast before, you then become part of like a gang. Yeah. And it's like yeah. you feel like yeah. you feel like you're a unit together. And, and you don't want to let anyone down, do you? So you got to no. fucking be good. Yeah. yeah, that's it. It was a really lovely time at the White Room, though. Like, mm. I used to go I every week, it. and um, 
there'd just be loads of really good bands, like lots yeah. of inspiration around. And everyone was really nice to each other. Yeah. A lot of that's down to like Mark, Mark. And, and you as well, George. Yeah. Just made people feel welcome. And Mark would just walk in in the middle of everything anyway. And yeah, he's, he's notorious for ruining, ruining a rehearsal like flow, <laughs> isn't he? He'll pop in and he won't leave your rehearsal yeah, for no, half hour. You're like, Mark, like, I mean, I'm, I'm paying you You've yeah. just done me off, Al. You the fuck amount off. of bands, man, who, who come down here and go, you know what, we had a right laugh, but we've done fuck all. Fuck all, yeah, yeah, yeah like I know. Four yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, oh, mate. So is Mark... Are you, are you Mark's nephew? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's my my mum's brother. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, you're doing uh, counselling. You're doing your counselling qualification at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a, um, I'm in my second year of a, it's a level five diploma in counselling, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, coming on pretty well. I, I had a bit of a, a bit of a break, well not a break, sort of a false break after the first year, I had, I had an operation, um, which put me out of action for a bit, but right. now I'm back into it again, which is nice. What was it? What was it? Something private? Uh, what, the operation? Yeah. I had, I had, um, I, I was born with like an indented chest. Oh, my brother-in-law's got that. Right. Yeah. You can rest the glass in it. I had, to, I had to have like a metal bar wired behind my rib cage. Oh, Fucking hell. So that, that must that have been fun for out, you. That put me out of action for about... Fucking hell. Uh, that's six months, probably. Really? Yeah. Which was, yeah, I mean, it's good. It got, it got it sorted. So it's just nice now to be... Well, as soon as I got better, I was sort of looking forward to getting... Doing stuff again. Mm. And then mm. all this happened. So that was a good... That was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back two years. But, um, so, was uh, it causing you lots of grief before? Uh, I just started having like chest pains and stuff. And I, oh, since yeah. I was a kid, I've been to the doctors and just said, "Is this all right?" and all the rest of it. And they just sort of said, "Yeah, you know, no problem." Yeah. And then one doctor, I went for like a, I went for like a, uh, just a checkup. I had like, I had like a cough or something. I, she said, "I took take your shirt off, do like a stethoscope in your back and that." Yeah, she was yeah. like, "Oh my god, your chest! This, what's going on there?" Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you don't hear that from a doctor, do you? I was like, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. She was like, I'm going to bring this up in my meeting on Sunday. I was like, God, this is a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so then she she sent me for an MRI and all that, and they were like, yeah, um, uh, he, he, your sternum's like crushing your heart, so you're going to have to have this done. I was like, that's Fuck. handy. Yeah. It all happened in his face for about two weeks. Um, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> it was a bit, yeah, a bit mad. But... I suppose you like if something like that happens, you want them to just get on it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In, in all fairness, they just they just smashed it through to like the consultant and like mm. the, um, the surgeon and stuff. Yeah, I up at um, some barks up in. Oh up in really? So right, like, brilliant. Yeah, really good. <laughs> oh, mate. You know what? A lot of people I talk to have had like you know like a serious kind of surgery in the London hospitals. They're always like they're like they're they're amazing. They always say really good things. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes in uh, the Essex ones, they're shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been buzzed in a couple of times. That's a bit of a funny one. <laughs> yeah, it mm. yeah, it is. It's an interesting hospital, that. Oh, dear. So what got you into counselling then, Georgie? I always think it's really fascinating because it's um, uh, it's something that normally takes someone into that world of work. Like, I work in mental health now. And, yeah. and it's like, of course I do. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's just... See, because what's interesting, just to cut in before you answer, is that being in the studio all the time, seeing you play in Electric Child House and that as well, and 
went. I think I went to one gig or two gigs. I think with Mark, I saw you. But like, yeah, I've seen. I mean, like I always assumed then you'd just be in a band. To be honest with you, and that'd be it. Because you know, Mark, don't fuck about. You're all, you're all, everyone's good musicians and stuff. And I assume that was it. But so like, if you want to sort of go from where you went from there to now where you are, that'd be that'd be lovely to hear. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you mind? Um. Yeah. So. It all started really when I was a kid, from age of about 11, maybe 10. Mm. I just always had like terrible anxiety, always had like, um, mm. just about sort of like nonsensical, just just like sort of ridiculous reasons. Like my, my rationale, my reasoning was always sort of like very, like very uncalibrated. Um, right, right. Like yeah. I, remember, I remember once. I, I just had this sudden, like, random fear that, like, the moon was going to crash into the earth. Right. But in my head, it would just escalate to the point where I just wouldn't function. I mean, and it, it was just sort of like one thing after the other. Um, it, it, just, it just went on for ages. I just didn't really... I, I think I got... Um, I got, like, put on to... Like, like a paediatrician who did... He put me on serotonin. No, not serotonin. Sertraline. Uh, I can't think what it was called now. I can't remember the... Oh, uh, oh some tablets uh, increase your serotonin. Um, and um, like... sorry, I can't think what it was called now. I can't remember the original one. I, I'm I'm there on um, like SSRIs, yeah, which is like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, I think they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I... I is it sertraline or something like that? Anyway, anyway. It's sertraline. I've had sertraline before, and I, yeah. I do use it for anxiety and depression. That's there. Yeah, that was the stuff, yeah. So they, they they put me on that. Um, it just didn't really get better, and it just sort of carried on for years um, to the point where eventually, I don't know, I just really just stopped functioning. I was really worried about going there. I had this weird thing about, um, I don't know, like... <laughs> It'd be something mad, like I'd be in my car and I'd park up wrong somewhere, like on, on the, in, in like the incorrect place to park. Yeah. And then I'd basically admit to like I've broken a crime or something, and right. I thought police were going to arrest me. And I ended up developing um, uh, keep paranoid psychosis right. for about right. three years, and it just ruined my life. That's fucking serious. <laughs> like, like you saying about coming to see ECH play? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was just terrified, like the entire time I was playing, because um, I like I thought yeah, I had like this mad thing in, in me about getting arrested. It was like, oh god, they'll know I'm going to be here at this date, playing at this certain time, yeah, and I'll just be—I would never enjoy myself. I just wanted to get up, and, which is terrible, really, because you know they were great nights, and, yeah. and I think by by the time I resolved it, the band was sort of like winding down. So I didn't really enjoy much of it as much as I would have liked to. Um, fucking hell. So that was so. Sounds, yeah, fuck. See, when was uh? So that was from quite a young age. And you're like me. You like had problems early. Mm. Um, and did they? Uh, so when just, was just just to clarify, George, how old are you now? Yeah, I'm 26. So you're 26, right? Can't yeah. Believe so I met you when you were so back to that. Yeah. So you you was about 14 or something when I met you. Yeah. I remember so, being at. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being Definitely. at the uh, civic hall. Yeah. Like I was playing with serious problem, mm. and uh, George came, mm. and uh, I was just getting 
George was underage and I was just getting drinks. <laughs> we were just hanging out and talking about like Mark, love that. and things like that. And I'm like, this is a proper conversation. Mm. Yeah, it was. Re- I remember that night so well. Uh, so that's fucking. That's the thing. I don't think people often people just kind of put anxiety. People don't realise how uh, debilitating mm. uh, anxiety can be, and. Oh, and then no. the thing is, when we talk about psychosis, psychosis is proper ramps it up. You know, mm. like psychosis. Mm. Uh, psychosis is relatively speaking rare. You know, it's like it's not. You know, it's not. So, so every day. I relate. I relate to that sort of that um, sense of like feeling that the old Bill going to nick you sort of thing or something, or whatever. Um, as as a result of like I've I've put myself in that because of drug use. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like. Um, I've I've sat in like my back room of my old house thinking, like the, the, every terrible thought, like get the, the 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 level of paranoia Drug is, is will, literally will crippling. It will cause psychosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, so it's it's I've literally sat there in absolute fear for four hours until it wore until yeah. the drug wore off, and then be like, right, I'm never fucking doing that again. And 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 that's 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 like my, my, a very different sort of reaction, I guess. Yeah. But but fucking hell, yeah. that reminds me of doing LSD. That's pretty much the outcome of whenever I do LSD. <laughs> right. I am not made for doing those kind no. of drugs. So what? Um, so over those three years, George, when it was, you know, like acute, what was what what were you doing at that point? Just to give people an idea of what it's kind of what it might look like. Well, I was, I was so uh, the main thing I was only really doing at the time was the band. Um, but mm. in terms of like my behaviour, um, didn't like, I don't know, I, did, I didn't like doing anything like electronically, like communicating because it was like, I don't know, uh, record, people yeah. know where I am or something. Um, yeah, didn't like going anywhere. Like whenever I saw like a like a CCTV camera, proper weirded me out. Yeah. Um, just loads of stuff. Um, I mean, it, it just completely like derailed any sort of normal life. Um, yeah. As a site, like when it came to the band, you know, um, everything was just a lot harder. And I think looking yeah. back now, like I, maybe I wouldn't have replied to text and ended like urgently replying to about something. And I really wanted to, but it was just out of this this sort of irrational fear I developed. You know, or doing gigs or anything like that. Really, you know, having photos taken. Um, mm. anything it just really with I mean I never actually thought of it like that before like when you said about drug use it's almost, it, it just felt like I was pranging out 24-7 yeah it's like because like, that, that thing with like using things like awful. coke and, and things like that which is, is what I've, I've used in the past and it's like that feeling like when you're when you take that shit in a non-jubilant way um, like, like, not, not just like having a line in the pub, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, doing in your studio, own, doing it at home own. on your own, yeah. and then sitting there, fuck it. And and that I I remember that 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 what well, it is psychosis really to a point. I got myself yeah, into that, and I remember that being, it's so irrational, like like, like because you. I'd put my phone like off and shit, and 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 I, I recognise that behaviour like it only because of that from a, obviously from a different um a different origin, but it's it's amazing how your body go your body and your brain go into that that same default mechanism at times. I think where it, like it's better to just be completely shut off just in case something happens, and that, and and I've I felt like that like between the hours like one in the morning and eight in the morning. 
and, and then you sort of come round a bit and it's like fucking hell like I, I'm and it, it's it's like you've gone through something I know but quite 24 seriously. hours a day for three years oh Man. I know yeah she's, and so, this is what I mean yeah. so, so what what pulled you through then Georgie what was the um, yeah what got you out the other side um, I think one of the main things in the end was that I ended up going to a psychiatrist first of all um, it was great a guy called Dr Wimbo um, who just really helped me out uh, he, he put me on SSRIs which at first I, I don't know if you had the same experience or I, I know quite a lot of people do is that during like maybe the first week of taking it you actually get worse for some reason right yeah. Yeah. It, became, it almost like ramps up weirdly um, it will then start getting slowly sort of better um, takes, and I would say it's definitely like in terms of medication I mean it, obviously it's always best to sort, sort of steer clear I think from medication if you can for, for stuff like this um, but there is like it's a good sort of shock treatment in my opinion yeah, like when yeah, you're yeah. in that bad a place it's, it's good at quickly pulling you out um, I think the only problem is sometimes it's, it's a, it can be like a lot, a lot of, not that I'm like knowing anything, a lot about anything like this but it can be quite a lot of trial and error to find the right medication that works for you. Yeah, you no, you're completely right. You ten times worse, you know, mm. really odd. That's been my experience, is that, and I think that's part of the problem. I don't think docs explain it very well, no. um, is that it is a bit of an experiment. It's about finding the right mix of what works for you, mm. and that can take quite some time. And along the way, <clears throat> you might be coming off of one drug. Onto, this is what happened to me. I came off of one drug, and then went on to another drug, and I was out for six weeks. I was mm. out, you know. I was really? absolutely like I was, I was having proper massive withdrawals, uh, and then going on to the other drug because I was kind of weak from coming off the last one. It kicked my ass, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And like they, they are strong things. And I think what you say is um, like medication is a really useful tool because it gets you to the point where you can start to work it out and you can't work it out when you're in a state, you know, like you can't see sense, can't you? So the drugs kind of numb you a little bit. Mm. They get you. That's why I often think, you know, that doctors are quite quick to prescribe antidepressants. Mm. Primarily they actually prescribe quite low level ones. Yeah. But it needs to be backed up with the talking therapy, you know, yeah, medication own. won't solve your issue, you know, in right. terms of like truly getting to what the, the issue is. It will help. I think for me, it, it medication allowed me to function on a normal level again to then be able to go to talking therapy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, was main, that was the main thing for me. Was that your first experience of talking therapies? Um, so mine was, I mean, with, with, I, I guess with a psychiatry, there's a, a certain amount of that involved. But um, after that, I just found a therapist called, she's, she's, she's brilliant, called um, Gabriella Clark, her name is. Right. And she just helped me out so much. Um, I, I think for me, one of the, just one of the main things in therapy initially is just that very sort of cathartic thing. You've been able to get a lot of stuff off your chest. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. These, these faults and, you know, sort of feelings that sort of kick around in your nut for ages. They just drive you mad, you know. You just, you just create these vicious cycles for yourself. Um, yeah. And it is mad. It, it, it's something I've, I've definitely learned through through, through the counselling training. Is you end up sort of questioning yourself a bit more. But just when you say something out loud, and somebody sort of almost goes, 
Why do you think that? That's not, you know, sort of in a, in a roundabout way, I'm saying that is pretty mad. And you're like, yeah, it is. Or, or they say, <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised, you know, yeah, you think that way because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's. Yeah. Like, I didn't, That's a revelation situation then, when that happens for me. I didn't have, uh, like, see, a, I saw a psychiatrist when I was younger. Uh, and I had bits of therapy when I was younger, uh, but I didn't. It didn't all click until a few years ago, uh, when a psychiatrist was like, "Oh, you have this, and you have that, and you have this, and you have that." That's because you're borderline personality disorder, <laughs> and it's like, mm. oh, and yeah. like, you know, suddenly all these fucking things that go on in my head, mm. uh, they've got an answer, and mm. they're like, "Yeah, and we can sort that out." And you're like, oh, Great. but um. Yeah, it helps to have someone to tell you that, yeah, you, you know, you know, you're going a bit mad, but it helps someone to say, yeah, yeah, that happens. Or, 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 or say, obviously, not, you say a bit mad, not in that sense, or more so, being able to, you know, get another perspective on it and have, and have you look at it and say, you know, it's it's just looking at it from another angle, it's, and it's just where you definitely get stuck in like these sort of like neural sort of race tracks almost, you just go round and round, and it's really hard for you to escape that. That sort of like riverbed almost you've made, you know, it just flows in one direction. Mm. It just allows you to go off on another sort of path and you think, oh, right. Yeah, if you look at it that way. It's funny yeah. what you said about, like, when I started working at probation, uh, like, I did my training and uh, I also did, like, CBT courses. And as I was doing it, I'm like, ah, mm. I do that. You know, like, this is, all, this is about thinking. It's not about, like, you know, criminals this is about like and then realize it and then like you said you know you start questioning yourself a little bit more mm. start questioning your thoughts and thinking oh no that's not right is it like maybe i don't need to do that but it's really hard when you've done it it's like you when you've done it like most of your life mm. that's the mm. hardest part isn't it? it's hardest to change it then so um so, did you have like, because uh, psychiatrist, what I found psychiatrists would come in, they'd go, right, different medication, this is your diagnosis, um, and I prescribe you uh, psychotherapy. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Like, the psychiatrists don't spend a lot of time with you, really. No, I mean, I, I think more so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a doctor, isn't it, psychiatry, in terms of, I think the main thing is to be able to, for them is to be able to sort of narrow down what you know put a, put a label on in a, in a good way i guess it, on what your disorder is yeah. and then medicate you sort of accordingly um and obviously but yeah i think a lot of people you think psychiatrists you think like maybe more really what a therapist does in a sense yeah, you think you yeah, lay on like a yeah you're thinking for like a little chaise lounge and like you know talking mm. to him but that, that, they are doctors basically in that sense, yes. very much so. Um, but yeah, definitely, like a, a therapist would be more that idea of, you know, someone you go and actually talk through problems with, I guess. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, sometimes people say, uh, like, they, they feel like um, seeing a counsellor isn't uh, weighty enough. Mm. And it's like, no, 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 it is. It's, 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 it can be exactly what you need it to be. Uh, yeah. It doesn't actually matter massively who it is, as long as you kind of click and you can um, you feel comfortable with that's that's all you need. No, definitely. Like 
I think it is just finding the person that's right for you. Like I've been, I think I went to a couple of counselors before I found the one I like the one that I use now. Mm. And it's uh, there is probably, a, and I probably have it a bit like, oh, it's not really working for me. Mm. But like the first couple of times, and it probably you, after that third time, if you, if it didn't work again, I probably would have given up. But it yeah. is just persevering, find someone that you well, get on well with. Yeah, you do have to. I, do I found it was like I I had like NHS counselling that was that was for, for me for anxiety and for essentially like borderline depression, um, and then I had a bit of CBT and and like but I remember it being like the, the NHS little situation being very matter of fact, and mm. and 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 not not I never felt quite. Um, I was just in an office and it was like you got three forty five minutes, so like hurry the fuck up is is what it was. And then I was and then someone introduced me to somebody else. And then I remember thinking that with, with that person that I was being uh I I think I was I I felt I was being overanalyzed and I and I and I didn't like them, basically. It it felt to me it and if I'm it was a it was a, a middle aged lady. I was sort of in my young twenties and she was kind of a bit matter of fact and telling me how my life was. And I was like, "You're not really listening to what I'm was saying." Was she right though? Looking back, no, she wasn't actually. No, no she oh, was just a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> is what I shouldn't really be doing that. And anyway. then I met somebody else. Yeah. His yeah. name was Gareth, um, and he uh, he was really good. I, I'd, I'd split up with like my ex by that point, um, and yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He was really, really. Uh, he, he was like. He become very easy to just talk how I do to my friends. Like yeah. I've said on this podcast before, like. I I probably I probably have a relationship with my close friends that is more like a counselling relationship now. As a result, yeah. as a result, a therapy sort of relationships in as a result of being able to talk so openly that's and it being well therapist. received. That's that, that's a good. That is a uh, a uh, what's the, <laughs> a good luck story. Not a good luck story, but that is a really good story because well, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, it, actually it really worked. Helped. Yeah. So yeah. then, what happened then, George? So. Uh, did you make sense of it? Most things are attachment. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I just, I just found it really helped me going along really, and just been able to talk. And I, I think, I think the CBT that she worked with me on helped a lot, just to sort of break. Cause my main thing, even though there's sort of, I guess, there's probably deeper issues here and there, but not re- again, no, not really. It was just like my thought cycle. Wow. And that thing of getting stuck in sort of negative thought patterns. Um, yeah. And it was just being able to break out of that, really, and just learn to sort of win, learn when to tell myself to go, you know, this is irrational, or this isn't real, this isn't realistic, you know, this is just you doing what you do. Yeah. So I've definitely yeah. been able to sort of take a step back from that. Um, yeah, that's the most powerful thing, stepping mm. back from your thoughts. It's like we can do it, we just don't really know we can do it. And yeah. and it's easy to and it is relatively easy to do over time. Mm. Uh, but if you're not, do you find do you have dips now? Do, do you have periods when it's kind of kicking you up the arse a bit? Yeah, definitely. I think that's normal though. I think you yeah, know everyone has everyone has bad days mm. or days when everything gets on top of you. Oh, you know, you, it might not be for any reason. You might just wake up and that day you just and yeah, you're just anxious or whatever yeah. it may be. Um, but no, definitely, I know what you mean. I, yeah. Yeah, I but it's um, I find uh, like when I'm having a dip, it, uh, like I kind of forget everything that I've been taught, right. uh, yeah. and then when I kind of come out of the dip, I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot, I 
I haven't been doing this. I haven't been doing that. Mm. I haven't been, uh, you know, like, I haven't been doing gratitude or I haven't, or, oh, fuck, I forgot about acceptance. You know, yeah. like, he's really like, it's like, like, I'm a massive advocate for therapy of any sort. Mm. Like, and, um, and it always comes down to like the, the, these basic truths. Do you, have you found that through your studies? Like, uh, like the concepts, they're all quite straightforward, uh, but they all fucking work. Yeah. I, so we, so our, our course teaches that it's called a pluralistic approach. So it's taking like the three main approaches. So it's like CBT, person centered and uh, psychodynamic. Right. It's mixing all those three things. Uh, I think it, it can be a bit overwhelming sometimes because it's like we'll do one approach, then next module's the next thing, and it's trying to like keep. Mm. It's a lot of information, a lot of like history as well, you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of how all these things were developed, whacked so, into one. Do you, one to, do you have to study the history, Jules? No, uh, only to the extent where you sort of understand the origins of it and whatnot, and where it came from, and why it was developed and whatnot. Um, so, like with. Um, with CBT, as you might look at like something like Pavlov with like, mm. you know, conditioning, and then um, Carl Rogers who like developed person centered and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So excuse me, CBT with, with Pavlov with the conditioning stuff, and then moving on to um, Aaron Beck, it was like the floor of like the founder of CBT. Um, yeah, but it, I, and I think is a lot of the, a lot of the concepts are straightforward. Yeah. It's almost yeah. just which when you get into like the really does sort of nitty gritty bits of it. But I think that's probably when you you study a particular approach, yeah, a lot more closely and sort of down to the you know minutiae of what it's about. Mm. But yeah, yeah. definitely, like, you know, you, you can sort of sum most all their approaches up in like a sentence in terms yeah. of what had a you know take on problems and issues. Mm. That's my favourite thing about it. Like my my wife um, did psychology. At, um, Reading University, and uh, and she quite often she don't roll it out very often at all. But like once in a while she'll say something, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's so and so. Because I had to, uh, for my degree, I had to study a bit of all of that as well. And then since then, I've studied quite a few things, and uh, yeah. and I'm a, a big fan of like Jung and Freud because it's it's fucking fascinating, yeah. uh, and it all kind of plays into the same thing, uh, and. I love the fact that it is actually, you know, yeah. I, all you really need, if you can grab hold of that sentence, mm. uh, that sentence will fucking serve you really well. Mm. You know, like, uh, I'm such a believer in that, these one lines. So, how come, yeah, so was it your experiences, your experience of uh, struggling with your mental health that made, that kind of guided you in that direction? Yeah, definitely. Um, after after I had cancer, I was like, "This this is great, you know. This is helped me out immeasurably." And I I know there's a lot of people I know that, that would sort of benefit from it as well. And I think I definitely after that thought as well to an extent, like it'd be better to sort of go into it than someone who knows what it's like to feel that that shit, you know, you know, and feel mm. that awful. Um, mm. So that, that definitely bored me. And I think I think as well I. Uh, looking at the counselling profession in general, there aren't many men, and there aren't many young men. That's true. Yeah, like not in the, not in like a pretentious way. Like having I don't know, 
it might just be a bit more approachable with like I don't know a middle aged fellow sees I don't know a fellow with a bald head and tattoos or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in a weird way, rather than going to like it's weird. I've always gotten better. Whereas a lot of women in my family, I've always felt more comfortable talking to women. Yeah, yeah women. me too. There are a lot of blokes who would you know wouldn't you know really wouldn't want to speak to a woman. Um, they'd rather speak to a man or vice, you know, various things. But mm. I definitely feel like on that front. I, you know, I'd like to work on that area and try and bring a new sort of. Yeah, it's so true. It's uh, it's the caring professions are primarily women. So, like most of the jobs I've had have all have been like you know a good eighty percent women, um, which I quite like because then there's no like macho shit really floating around. Mm. I like, oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, I understand. Uh, it stops me feeling like I'm gay. <laughs> that's, that's my default thing you know like oh these men think I'm gay because I don't like football but um, uh, but what I've really noticed like I've started working in mental health and the, the main thing that kind of got me my job was that like the first thing I said in the interview and I put it all in the application as well was that I, I have issues with my mental health mm. uh, and that is why I want to do it mm. and uh, and they said uh, oh, you've had lived experience. That's amazing. Like, yes, we want yeah. you. Like, we'll look after you. Yeah, we'll take you and we'll look after you. Um, and we, we accept you because... But again, it, it comes back experience. to like allies and, and gang mentality, doesn't it? If, yeah. if, you, if, if you're sat in front of somebody that's had... That's that's ha- that's been affected. It's, it's it's that thing of like open honesty, like. And yeah. again, actually, it does like come down like the, the the toxic masculinity and people that like have that that stiff upper lip bullshit. They're 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 the ones that are fucking dying inside, yeah. and they need they need an outlet as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so to be able to sort of promote that in a, in a, in another way could be. Could, could be an interesting thing because it normally comes out in anger, though, doesn't it? It does, like, yeah. Three pints of Stella and a fight on a weekend, yeah, of course, which yeah. I which I get. Yeah. But uh, there, there is beauty in conversation, and there's, yeah. and there's beauty in experience as well. I find, like yeah. when, 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 when you get that little click with someone, and they go, or they'll say something, and it resonates so hard with you that you get flutters, and you're like, oh fucking hell, actually, yeah, like I really, really, really understand that. And you go home, and it's like it's like a chapter, and in your life just starts again. That's that's what happened to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like because you, you, you can foresee what. That, that, you know, you know they've been through it. Do you know what I mean? And not all those the dark fucking days. Is I where get it all that comes every from. Thursday night. Yeah, I get it yeah, every Thursday do. night. I'm talking yeah. to you, George. You've yeah. just told me your mental health journey, and I, and I can talk to you about mine. And yeah, like Warren can talk about his. Yeah, and it's like so lucky get yeah. it every week. It's and it's it's really it's interesting special. for me, like because I mean I, I you're often fine to our listeners as well on this podcast that I will zone out a little bit and and just listen to. So I've, I like it just just then I listened to you both really talk about certain elements because I've had my own journey, but I've also I've got elements of both of them to so hear you talk about. It, I am just sat there like you know, oh, and it's yeah, much like our listeners, I hope as well. And it's 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 um and it, and it's exactly that like to counsel. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's that that thing is so so detrimental to us to sort of get better and be better. I think and like because. Uh, like I don't know I relate it to sort of when you shut down you shut down because of things and you stop doing what you're good at or you stop your, all of your positive traits all the best things about you for me like I just literally just fucking put them in a box and they're gone 
for however long it takes for me to get over that situation. And I, during those dark days, I'll self-destruct. I'll, um, I mean, chemically near enough kill myself probably with alcohol and other things. And and it, and it's that that cycle is only ever broken by another human being. Funnily enough, like I totally get what you're saying because I do the mm. same. I, mm. I still self destruct. You know, yeah, like I still we saying, I still do it. Like we were saying earlier, you still have blips. You still have yeah, bad days, like George said. And uh, yeah, and I certainly still have those days when mm. I like days or weeks when I might self destruct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do exactly what you said. Um, and it's frustrating because it's like, will I ever be better? Will I ever be better? Yeah, I know, yeah. But and it's like, well, but it's, it's actions, like, will you it? ever get to Nirvana? <laughs> you know, like, no, you, you know, event, and you probably won't until you die. You know, like it's all the fucking journey, and it's it's difficult. But it, but it is all the journey. I mean, it's like it's it's quite inspiring listening to you, George, like say, saying a, because you've. You've been directly reactive, uh, in, in, in from from in, in my head, like so, so. Exactly what you've been through to then have like the strength to go. No, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to uh, and look at look at it from a really sort of positive, uh, from a positive side actually. But by by learning more about it, by making it your essential career path as well, yeah. which is what it will be alongside music and things. I'd hope as well, you know, because you'll you'll be able to flourish using using the information that you have from people. I think. But 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 it is it is quite inspiring in that in that in that sense. Oh, it is. Yeah, I I was you put out a thing saying, does anyone want uh like for you to kind of learn with? Mm. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yep, I'll do it. Yeah. And uh, uh, but what but the thing is, I was just thought, oh yeah, that's perfect. Mm. Like I could see you doing that because you've got like this kind of mm. quite a. Uh, a quite a calming thing about you and it yeah then, you have it, then it took me back to when i'd first met you and i'm like yeah you're um um you don't feel the need to speak all the fucking time like i do <laughs> yeah. you will you you were you were um always in a like a kind of uh like an observer um i think that was just saying uh, remark too much yeah <laughs> maybe, yeah <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I have I have an I have a a sort of every three week call with Mark, and that call stops and starts about four times because of other calls that he has, and then we'll have and it will it'll be the length of roughly two and a half hours solid, and and and, and that's just on a phone, and then when yeah. you when you're there. Everyone in the building knows Mark's there. You know now everyone yeah. in the building, but this is why he's an important character. Though. But this is what's really interesting this, about it's Mark. It's inspiring in, in itself, to be honest with you. What is really interesting about Mark, and he, he's so uh, we're talking about him like he's a, a myth of a person, and uh, he kind of is. Oh, he is. And, he's, uh, he's a uh, fucking he's, beauty, he's beautiful man. He's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. <laughs> he's wound me up so many times. Uh, and uh, I'm fucking calm. And uh, um, But... Like so, oh, it, it'll be like in your face and wind you up, wind you up, and then, um, and then uh, when my son was born, uh, literally like a couple of days later, I got a call from him out of the blue, mm. and he was like, "So you had a kid? Oh, that's brilliant, man! That's brilliant! Oh, that's fucking brilliant!" And he was really, really lovely, yeah. and uh, so you get, uh, so he's really nurturing. Like, did he? Um, when you did he know about that you were unwell, George? Yeah, yeah, massively. I mean, um, 
about Art Mark said his own stuff in the past as well, so I think he sort of, of recognised to an extent, you know, that I was in Bubba, maybe if other people couldn't quite pick up on it. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so no, he, oh, like Mark's been a massive help, man. I mean, all my life. Like, I, I, he's like like, like, a, like a father figure, you know what I mean, massively. Um, mm. I mean, even... He like well when I was a kid, well, I I I have, I have mild Aspergers, um, so I always really struggled sort of communicating with people, like right. massively. Um, always seem to get with older people as well, generally. Mm. So that the studio for me was great because it was just lovely yeah. people who were into. Mu- I don't really think I've met many musicians who are knobs. To be honest with you, generally speaking, uh, as a I, I think dramas. I think I think that's that's that is one of the beauties of knowing Mark. And again, knowing knowing the studio and the people that are there, he brings people together. It does bring like if as and as as I sort of said before, when I've walked in there, it'll if I've just gone for a meeting with him or just to chat about something or just bowled into the old white rooms and the new ones or whatever, it'll take me in every door and say, "This is Warren. Yeah, this is fucking right, scratchy yeah. in the corner. This is arsehole. This is that." <laughs> and like and, and that's who he is, isn't he? But but that that natural inclusive nature, w- what it means is that it's more about community. As opposed to yeah. as opposed to sort of pushing people away, and we've spoken this yeah, podcast before. Completely. Like when you play in Essex and things, every fucker's jealous of one another. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but not, not like there. No, and, no, and, and Mark not. and Mark Mark more or less made that made that his way because he's not like that. He's no. he's a very he's a very loving fucking human. Yeah. I've never never had the ump with Mark. And, and I'm sure you have, but, <laughs> but what's what's funny about it is that never it, properly. We've though. been in rehearsals, and he's taking a piss out of every single band member in 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 varying levels of production <laughs> as well. Like I'm talking like some quite high end, like the Yanks that were over like touring with oh, us, really? and like I can't say that can Just I? Takes a piss. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, like all, all like the boys from Strange Famous and that, and like he. But immediately then, after a few like trips to Tesco with him in a car, so then come back to the studio and that is like, it is he's got a very natural, inclusive nature, and yeah. it's um, it's quite uh, infectious, isn't it? It is very infectious. So, so it, I think it would naturally bring a younger person in that environment out of their shell. It's quite. Do nice you know what I mean? You've got to, like, I can see it in yeah, as well. That, that you Actually, I, I never really had that, that thing at school where I had. Like a group of mates where you sort of learn, I don't know, just like the band and stuff. Um, yeah. I never quite got that. But when I was down there, I met, like, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I met like, <laughs> like Matt, Ollie, yeah. uh, Jack Harry, Dan, yeah. Bracknell, Luke, like so many of them. It was like having 20 brothers. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah. great. Like, I, I really would have struggled without that place. And I think yeah, a lot of other people would as well. It just meant a lot to so many people. But it still does, you know. It's um, it, Yeah. It's just... It is special because like, I'm still in touch with like Matt and Ollie. And like, and even Bonsai and that, like, I'll make comments and that, and I, and yeah. I know if I saw him, it would be like, yeah. oh, guess how can, and, and Brick as well. Uh, like, all re- like, amazing musicians. It's a special place. Music has got a special thing. So when you, um, so sorry, I'll go back to shop. Um, mm. Yeah, of course. So my my son's got Asperger's. Uh, mm. Well, they don't diagnose Asperger's anymore, but I hear it thrown around mental health all the time. But I think they, you, I think they just it's just it's autism. Yeah, it? it yeah. yeah, I don't think they necessarily diagnose it anymore. Just no. So did they? Um, so did uh, so when when you got older and like 
you, so for example, you went through that bad period and then you kind of come out. Uh, did they talk about autism? Do they think that that had much to do with it? Uh, possibly. I mean, it's kind of that thing where, weirdly enough, we had a, we had a, we had a thing the other day on in in in, in our uh, on my course about this thing called stress diet stress diathesis model which is, I think, the idea that where they're sort of like, you have genetic and sort of environmental predispositions yeah. to, to, to mental illness, basically. Um, so it, it could be a genetic thing where it's just, it runs in your family. But I've, like, autism is one on there just because where you, you, where you see the world differently, you know, things that make maybe completely normal, I guess, to other people mm. may just stress you out, like, you know, little, like lack of routine yeah. or just sort of throwing something in the mix out of nowhere. Um, Loads of stuff like that. I mean, I, I really struggle with, for example. I mean, I, I've not, I've not got, you know, very severe sort of autism, um, but it's. I, I'd even struggle with like, if somebody tells me what to do in terms of like oh, instructions, I really need direct, literal instructions. Otherwise, I really struggle. For example, I don't know. Yeah, I just find it very, very clear. Yeah, like, my, uh, my son's autism's kind of. Like I think you know, it's it's relatively like it's not um, that it causes massive issues, but uh, it's you know it's fucking obvious, and um, and he's very much like if you give him a rule, like he needs to know the parameters. You can't just be vague. Uh, yeah, you need right. to say right, this is this is what you do now, um, and then then he's he's fine. But and also like if you routine changes. It's quite difficult. So, like, if we go on holiday, we try and stick to the same routine as much as possible, mm-hmm. uh, and then he doesn't get distressed. Um, but luckily enough, he's you know he's not too bad. Um, but I could see how uh, if you're having issues of anxiety, um, like I see him getting stressed out about like you know he's really into Legends of Zelda. And he's like, and he work out. He's got it all going on in his head yeah. about like, uh, like almost like a role play in his head. Mm. And then he'll hit something. And he's like, I don't know what to do now. And like, he starts getting quite distressed about that. And like, he's just which a- is which is interesting because like I, I was a gamer when I was a kid. Mm. I stopped. I fell out of it the minute I started playing music at thirteen or something. But that. Those games are they're designed for problem solving, aren't they? Yeah, but so, it's very yeah, so, so it's very so, so with with that, like you can find like a puzzle solution in it. Yeah. You can. But the the, the the actual point of it from a from, from the standard role playing game perspective is that you're constantly faced with issues to un- unravel. Yeah. So if you can't find sense in that in, in, in the situation, not just you're not meant to find sense in it. Obviously. But the situation I mean of it just constantly throwing it at you. I think the thing is why a lot of people with autism particularly like like uh, mm. gaming yeah. and uh, like D and D and that kind of thing because mm. it's very process driven. Yes, right, of course. Yeah. And like, if there's a process, you can make sense of yeah. it. Yeah, and once you learn that process, it becomes second nature yeah. to you, and it's it's it, it's it's a it doesn't distress you. As so you said. it's comforting because it's yeah. like right, you do that and then you do that, and um and I do the same. Yeah, you know, like I, like, I think I do. I do. I don't do anything. Like I'm pretty. I'm really fucking predictable. 
Like, <laughs> I really am. I'm yeah, predictable yeah. shit. I do that then, I do that then, and I do that then. And I, I notice in myself that um, the genetics for Jude have come from me. Because like, I'm very mild, but I, I'm... I need all that shit as well. I've got to cut in here quickly because I meant to show you, but I did delete it sadly. But there was two text messages from a week a week before on a Sunday at seven oh seven saying, oh, let's do this. Oh, no, and, and then really? another one at seven oh seven. I think. Really? <laughs> Look at your phone. I'm pretty sure it was. But you two know weeks what? Later. But you're not, this is <laughs> that's why. Not I, con- that's not a conscious thing, but fuck, as far fuck, as things go, that's fucking funny. Isn't but it? you know what I'll do? I'll sit there all Sunday going, right. I need to text Warren, but yeah. I don't. I'll Make, make sure him it's the right feel time. pressured, yeah. Cool. And so I'm doing all of those things, you know, like when your brain's being an arsehole and you're like, yeah. I don't want to make him feel pressured. I don't do that. And then I'm like, right, seven o'clock is okay. Right, actually, I'll have a fag, yeah, and I'll do it while I'm having a fag, yeah. And yeah. then at seven o seven, and like, it's fuck it, like, right. or, or what, whatever it was. I learned whatever. shit about myself it's, and it's it embarrasses me. <laughs> so where are you at now, then, Georgie? How, how long have you been doing it? So I've done. About, about about fifty percent of the course overall now, so a year nice. and a half for three years. Um, yeah, that's going well. So the, the first year was hypnotherapy, which sort of acted as like oh. a pretty good mm. sort of um, like, a, like a springboard into into counselling. I guess you look at I've, a few like, things. Massive uh, fan. I'm a massive fan of hypnotherapy. I fucking love it. Mm. No, it's really. Helpful. The one thing I think I've, I've found, it's, it's, it's weird as well. It seems to be one of them things where like, I've had different tutors who really view it differently. Some yeah, are very pro hypnotherapy and think, yeah. yeah, it can work for a lot of things. Mm. And others just kind of write it off. And I, I, I think it's that thing. It's, it's definitely a susceptibility thing. Some people it just works really well for. Yeah. And like you might go for like, I don't know, smoking cessation and it will cure you and it will be great. Other mm. people just won't work at all. I think I think it's good for mindfulness. Definitely. Yeah, it's great for that. It's like a relaxing thing. Um, yeah. to clear your mind. It definitely helps a lot. Mm. I think uh, when you go into these things, you have to want it to work. Yeah. If you want, yeah. like, don't you can't go into the thing is with hypnotherapy is that it's got such a bad reputation that when you go into it, you're all like a lot of people are like, "Go on and fucking surprise me," and it's actually <laughs> not that fucking intense. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like taking ecstasy. It's not like that. It's like it's actually quite gentle. Mm. And if you go in there going, fucking impress me, you won't be impressed because no. it won't work. You have to go into it going, I want it to work. Mm. Like, yeah. I, I fucking need something to work. I yeah. love it. I, I mean, I mean, one of the first things on, on in, in, in that first year that they sort of teach you is how to explain to people what hypnotherapy actually is. Yeah, I bet. Because I think it is just associated a lot with like more like what we call mentalism, which is like, go to buttons and there's some bloke saying like, right, you're going to pull your hands together and you yeah. can't pull them apart and no one yeah. can. You know, it's all this kind of like, it's just like suggestibility. Yeah. But it's, it's definitely, you know, got a lot of uses. Um, especially... Did, you have, it, of, did you have to have it to do the training? Uh, yeah. I, I, we practised on each other in like sort of like, uh, like class practice sessions and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's definitely a good tool in within, you know, sort of therapy. Mm. And then, I think this year we moved on to sort of basic, well, sort of like sort of basic counselling skills, basically. So looking at three main approaches, mm-hmm. um, which we've done, which was yeah, psychodynamic, person-centred. Then we're doing CBT at the moment. Mm. Should be really interesting. 
So it's nice just delving a bit deeper into it all, really. And you definitely start picking out things. And you, it's look, looking at the approaches that you really like dealing with. Yeah. I don't know, and what and what you what appeals to you straight away. So for me, like psychodynamic was really interesting for me because it's looking yeah. into the past and it's really getting to the heart of matters. It's, um, it's the more um, what people would think psychiatry is. Yeah, it's like you feel that like hold on, this, like I do, do I've done it with my job for years. You know, it's like oh, someone's committed a crime, and then I'm like, tell me about your mother. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. tell me about like your parents, and then I can pretty much then start to put a line across. Mm. Yeah. But you can't over-hypothesise. It's important not to do that. But psychodynamics really interesting. And uh, and and I think there's so much truth in it. Mm. Well, like, like you say, I think, like you say, it's almost what you would associate more with, like, a, a psychiatrist. Mm. I think it, it, that is the idea you get from is Freud, who came from the you know, psychoanalysis and yeah, free yeah. association and sort of techniques. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, I found that really interesting. Um Person-centred, I I liked some of it, but it's I, I find it quite a bit of a strange one because it's very it's you, you're not sort of probing too much, just letting like the the client discover their issue almost. So you could be there, yeah. you could be there two weeks or like two years almost. I don't know. So I have to say, I like the fact that they do it together, though, because uh, what can happen is you get someone to a point with that kind of uh, psychodynamic when they're on the edge of making like that breakthrough and then switch it up with person-centred and then they make the breakthrough for themselves. And yeah, true. Yeah. Hallelujah, there's a better person. You know, no, that... Definitely. I think it's where we've been looking at things separately at the moment. The idea of the pluralistic thing, for I can, for I can tell, is obviously to integrate them all together mm. and use that you say there, like using the using the tools at your disposal accordingly. Yeah, I had a therapy of mind for two years, and um, the therapist I had there was Chris. He was amazing, and like we just got on, mm. um, and like I did go in there with like I have no CBT, man. <laughs> I, was like, I used to teach CBT I get it I'm not stupid I get it and he's like well I'm not telling you we'll just mix it up if you like and I was like oh cool <laughs> yeah and, yeah. and like, we did use CBT we use CBT every time um, but just putting a la- putting a label on, on on your progress yeah is is uh, is isn't necessary is it because it's, it's, it's a journey isn't it like yeah. So, so every sort of little building block that's used for in order for you to become well, is is it's. It, I think it's it's definitely down to the person. Like you said, he's amazing, mm. and I think that's exactly it. It's like the approach of somebody with other people, like and not carry not carrying maybe a a, um, a preconceived thought because everybody does right in in life they just do with yeah. other people inclusive of counsellors and therapists I think what people so, do they figure out why you're that way yeah. and then they prove why you are uh, they yeah, call that uh, what's that um, bias uh, when you you know right that's what yeah, it is that's what it is yeah. and then all you do is prove that and that's all you work on and yeah. like like with that kind of pluralistic and um uh, multi-modal approach. You don't do that. Like, well, that, that that would enhance a lack of empathy. Yeah, yeah. Because because you you, would, you wouldn't necessarily be reaction. reactive to someone's actual emotive reaction. Mm. 
and, and God, listen to our words. Yeah, listen to our and, words. Uh, and lack and, la- and lack of empathy means you're a fucking psychopath. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which we all are a little bit. What good have words? You, yeah. Have you have you read Psychopath Test by yeah, uh, yeah. what's it? Um, Mark uh, Ronson. Uh, Ron, uh, Not Mark Ronson. John, John Ronson. Ronson. <laughs> <laughs> I still use that. If you, uh, Such a good book. The thing is, when you read that and then they talk about the BDS, it is no, it's not BDSM, is it? Um, DSM. DSM. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so yeah, it's the yeah, ten. within that, there's like yeah. all bestiality and everything, and that is yeah. gradually closed in. And uh, you read, and, and so you read the book, and you're like, ah, oh, that is awful. Mm. Um, it's ah. Oh, Something care, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're like, "Oh, that's awful," because you're just putting people into boxes. Um, uh, but you know what? Like it, it's they still use it. Yeah, I know. Uh, and there is good reason to, of course, because uh, essentially, like we all need boxes to like navigate life. But um, well, our, beha- our behaviour isn't is like although it's unique to our to changeable. us. It's it's unique to us as individuals. But it has it has a uh, a common denominator, and 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 our, and our reaction isn't it, although not not typical in each time. There is a common there is a common reason, or a common a common spark that puts you in a direction to behave a certain way. What's that? Oh, who the fuck knows? It's down to the it's down to the councillors to tell us. Uh, I'm interested <laughs> now. I thought you were going to blow my mind. No. <laughs> uh, massively, man. I, I think there's one thing I learned <laughs> through this course is also how much. Childhood just affects everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're just such a sponge, you know, so much you'll you learn sort of behaviour experiences, biases, sort of belief systems. Yeah. It's all childhood pretty much. Yeah. And it just sinks in so much then. But, Scary, I, yeah. but I, I do I do I do think though, like the biological, like like the the like the kinetic energy that is used in you is 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 the common denominator. We all react. We all react in a very similar way. Like it's like when they say you shit yourself, your emotions are directly related to your guts. Like yeah. when you're un- when you undergo um, stress or or worry or anxiety, your stomach's in fucking bits always, right? Yeah, like this it, is a new area of thought, you know. Look. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And it's and it's and it's it's it, it's interesting. It's interesting that 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 being the common denominator that we are essentially human and and that is how how we are how our synapses work how our reactive work while we sweat under pressure like that has to that has to biologically be the same for when we are undergoing something where we're not well mentally there there has to be a direct link to that i mean i'm sure there's plenty of studies about it i'm 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 naive in that respect but but like but just just because of the way like your chemical imbalance like your lack of serotonin um like, like all, all of that is, is your body going, I'm trying to fix this somehow, right? But, but that, that we all do the same thing. It's just how we get there is all, always very different because, because the point of origin is always, always, always unique to us as an individual. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, ma- yeah, massively. I mean, like you say there, is obviously there's that thing you can always draw on, you know, certain behaviours and certain boxes, but oh. ultimately... You know, sort of the even like the individual sort of like the ultimate minority, isn't it? You know, mm. you, you, it is your experience. I think that's what you've got to try and look at for as a counsellor. Yes, it's your life experience, and everyone's. I think that's the other thing we talked about earlier. Having that definitely, it's, it's it's awesome having that thing where if somebody comes in, you have a shared experience in terms of like anxiety. Yeah, it's also hard, and you got to make sure not to just assume you know what has yeah. happened to them. 
because it's like everyone's different, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm getting there. Yeah, like the reaction might be the same, but mm. your 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 journey in which you got there, or or the the reasons you're sat writhing in bed at seven a.m. in the morning before going to work are very much yours, yeah. and they're only ever going to be resolved by by you by you letting letting them known to somebody. Yeah, man. I mean, what what Nick said earlier there, like one of the other first things they said on the course they teach you is whether it's hypnotherapy or you know psychotherapy or or you know any, anything. Never ever, if someone runs up and says, "Hello, can I speak to you about getting counselling for my friend or husband or something?" There's zero point. So unless the unless you, the, the person, the individual themselves, wants to come and change things, mm. you're never gonna. You can't force someone to do anything like that. No. Yeah. 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 You, you have to be. Either yeah, ready or in a hole. Mm. I think, which is a shame. Really, most people tend to come when they're in a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Whereas, in like in America, therapy's standard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and like that. Yeah, and I there's it's, very it's few things that I'll praise Americans about, apart yeah. from the Smashing Pumpkins, Jones Addiction, and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It is interesting how. In such an in in such a, I don't know a cult, a culturally diverse country that isn't always responsible for the most positive of social social uh, reactives. It's um, a stiff upper lip thing. Yeah, but 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 the fact the fact that they were they're so embracing of that. Um, I, I I think I think actually like it is interesting. I I think it could it could drill down to the fact of like, and this this may sound fucking um a bit pie in the sky here, but. If you consider like consumerism being the reason America exists, and the fact is, if you deal with your problems, it means you're more you're more likely to provide a better service to your employer and your job, and like yeah. com- and multinational companies thrive on the fact that uh, uh, the understanding like post Wall Street, everyone was fucking mental, high on drugs, but we're running a lot of money and actually running the country. But consumerism's um, the complete opposite to the answer. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. But this is what I mean. I'm saying. I'm saying it, it was brought up as a commodity yeah. to make potentially. This is again. I think it's again, expensive I mean, in America. It is. Yeah, it's fucking expensive. But but you 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 always notice like L A. Like yeah. I mean I I've been I've I've been to L A. a few times in the last couple of years, and 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 yeah, it's it is a fucking cliche, but. Every every person spoke about their therapist. Everyone's therapist. got a therapist. And everyone's, everyone's got spiritual. a fucking therapist. Yeah. Do you find George? Um, it's interesting. I found uh, like as I've gone on like, my mental health journey and had lots of therapy, um, a lot of it comes back to some of that spiritual stuff. Like, have you had any experiences of that? Um, can't really say I had to miss with you. I mean, all my stuff, it just feels very much like, almost with my thing, I, I, I guess a lot of people don't. I just didn't recognise when it first started, it was anxiety. Right. And I just sort of thought, oh, that's just a one-off, you know, having yeah. a panic attack or something. Mm. That's just a one-off. And it just kept happening and happening. Until I went, by the time I realised it was so bad, that it was sort of like crippling my ability to sort of mm. function normally. In life, mm. I think this is this is. I think where a lot of people end up, like you saying, people end up in a hole. Like by the time I, I was sort of needed, you know, really needed to do something about it and see a psychiatrist or get help of some sort, I just couldn't conceive. I just couldn't see any sort of conceivable way out of it. 
I just thought yeah. this is, I just thought that's my life from now on. Right. And also right. going back to the thing you said about psychosis earlier, I think you, you, you sort of cross into psychosis from neurosis when you almost start buying your own shtick. Yeah. Like right. you don't know, you don't know anymore that this is an issue. Like you're not aware of it. Yeah. You you just this is life now. You know you you, you buy it that this is reality. Yeah. You, know, you just completely disassociate from what well, I guess you know a, a, a typical functioning brain would would reason with things and they would calculate so you know threats and issues. Yeah, it's so scary, though, isn't it? Because you you hear the term psychosis, and you're like, especially if you work in that area, psychosis seems really, really heavy, mm. and it is. Mm. Uh, and like when I realised that I was borderline, and that the borderline was your borderline psychotic, mm. I was like, oh fuck! Mm. And then like I was like, actually, yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, like I believe what my head's telling me, and yeah, and I, and it's fucking terrible. George, tips, tips, mm. advice. Give me some of those one-liners. What What have you learned? What has been the things you've learned along the way? I think definitely it's going to be an obvious one, but just. Don't keep stuff to yourself. If you're worried about something, speak to whether it's your mates or a therapist or just someone. Like if you're really worried, just because I think, and this is why I think you know, your your fellows, this 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 podcast is brilliant. Um, to you know, just raise awareness because there's so many people. A lot, a, a lot of a lot of men, you as well, you know, largely, mm-hmm. um, you sort of come to realise that just just think it's like a, it's like mingy, or they don't want to talk about their feelings or worried. Yeah. And a lot of people live really miserable lives because of that yeah, for long periods of time. Or, or you know, you end up, people end up dying from it, you know. It's really, yeah. it's really fucking sad. Um, no, it is, mate. It is. And I, I, I think that's why, I'm going back to your original question about why you get into the cancer, I just think for me, if I can stop someone from feeling as shit as I did, you know, I'll be happy with that, really. But you will every day, you know, that's the thing. Like, um, I found since kind of getting more stuck in with working with mental health is that uh, you don't need to do a lot to make a difference. You know, often it's giving someone an opportunity to speak is good enough, you know, like that's what they fucking need. Yeah. And that's what we all need. Yeah, it's quite insane. I use words like insane and mad today. That's really bad. That's really bad. They're only words, mate. It's where it's so wide, especially into like sort of like dialect and Essex and stuff, isn't it? Like mental mad. It's just like words. You just sort of come to them. They sort of come to you naturally, don't they? Sometimes it's it's like using the word cunt as a term of endearment. (laughs) Is is the best way. Yeah, I'm not that bad. I mean, I'm well middle class. I am. No, no. This this is this is growing up with my my mum. Well, not my mum. My dad. (laughs) Bethnal Green. This is it. You're so much posher than me. (laughs) <laughs> uh, everyone's posher than me it pisses me off George speaks better than me it what the fuck's wrong it, it was big, uh, it, and I think my the way I speak is lazy as shit and I, <laughs> and I think the reason I speak this way <laughs> my mum tells me it's because I was deaf and I was young and I was uh, that I didn't I, I just learnt sounds rather than uh, syllables mm-hmm. Um and I think part of it is is insecurity. You know, like um, 
I start talking and then everything just blurs. And that is because like halfway through I'm thinking, they're not fucking interested. Mm. You know, like they so are. much is born you're, out you're, of you're, you're wrong there, but it's 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 interesting with have it like yeah, I know what you mean by the use of the use of uh, a voice. Yeah. See, because I, 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 I'm, I. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you, like, you've been for a bit. Of I, I adapt my voice for situation, and I, and I'm quite good at it as well. Like I can be, I can be quite articulate, or I can just be an absolute scummer from the market. Yeah. And it's, it's just that's just that, but that's a crossbreed of the, the friends I've got and yeah, mine where I grew really up. Vary and... that much. Mine's like, oh, he sounds really stoned. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. You do I've sound got. quite stoned, and also I'm a bit deaf, and I'm really fucking loud. <laughs> I'm definitely a bit deaf, so everyone thinks I'm the loudest person in the world, and I don't hear it. So <laughs> you know? let's have another tip, George. Yeah, go on, mate. Yeah, go on. Another tip. Um, de- definitely, I'm sure I mentioned it earlier. Definitely, when you do, if, if you do go for therapy, um, just persevere with it and make sure you find a therapist that suits you. Mm. You know, don't give up too quick. If you go to a couple and you think, oh, this ain't for me, or they, you know, it, it don't work. It's just finding someone that you can have a good rapport with, and that you can you can be yourself with, and you know, feel feel relaxed with, basically. Yeah, I think rapport is key all day long. Mm. Like, um, if you've got rapport with someone, they don't necessarily, you know, like uh, that um, person centered. Mm. Um, if you get on with someone, you'll you'll end up talking yourself into the answers. Yeah. You know, like, so the person-centered thing does work, um, but it, it. I just if if I went straight into person-centered therapy and they're like, I'm not gonna say anything. Mm. Like, yeah. I'll wait till you feel awkward enough to say something, and then I'll be like, then you know, I, I couldn't deal with that. Um, have you seen The Sopranos? Yeah, it's my favorite show. So, have you seen The Sopranos, George? I've, I've I've actually never watched The Sopranos. That's my so, favourite show. So the, the, ever. that's my favourite TV show. Very and quickly, I'm obsessed with TV. It's amazing. It's it's still my favourite show. But it's it is it becomes centred around um it's that him and his therapist, like uh, James Gandolfini's character and Isabella and, Rossellini uh, and Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Uh, so so around his therapist. And what's interesting is it is it it just becomes like it's 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 his focus therapy, right? So every time, I mean, and there's some beautiful scenes in it that are hilarious because he walks in, says something, and goes, ah, fuck you, and walks out, and she says nothing. Mm. <laughs> she literally says nothing. On a, on a few occasions, he tries to have sex with her, like loads of shit, because of, because of it, the relationship. And, and the point of that, when you analyse it after, is that he, he values the relationship he has with her so fucking highly because it's clearly affecting his life in in and making him realise what he's doing. I mean, it, it eventually leads to his demise, more or less. Mm. But like, it it's that that as a snapshot is is amazing to me. He goes through this period where he needs to belittle and break her because she's a woman. Yes, and he's the he fucking can't handle gang it. Yeah. man. He can't and basically, it, yeah. she resists. Yeah, and then he's like, oh shit. Yeah, all right. She, I can't fuck with you. Sin yeah. through the game of me being a big guy. And then it's like, oh fuck! Then well, then I'm naked. Yeah. So yeah, and, that, and then it didn't matter. And then he starts fantasizing about him. Yeah, you got to watch that, George. That's fucking good. Hon- honestly, do it's, 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 it's a hard slog, but it, it's not a hard slog. I mean, I, no, it isn't. But it, it's it's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, is the what I mean. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And the end is a bit pony. 
the the end the ending's a letdown, but don't let that fool you because the journey we, the journey's the way. I got through that <laughs> in six months when my daughter was born. Yeah, I fed her in the middle of the night. I'm just watching that. Yeah, and, and I like, think I did something similar. And it's with like, it's fucking like fuck, 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 yeah. cunt, fuck, fuck, <laughs> strippers, fuck, cunt. And I, I'm feeding brilliant. my daughter at three o'clock in the morning with a bottle. Just going, oh, New yeah. Jersey Mafia. Yeah, we're going to the next one, and I loved it. Absolutely oh, loved it. I've been recommending it so many times, so I've got but, to get but on it. On, honestly, for, just just for, just psychological from a, from a psychological really point of view, it's it's yeah. like it made me it, it made me sort of like think about things in a different way. And I I, I think with like obviously with like you know with any form of creative industry and and lyricism and whatever else you you can relate it and personalize it to yourself, right? And 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 I think I think it therapy's one, especially in the UK. Like as as we said before, in America, it's a fucking standard for people with a bit of wealth to have to have that relationship. But to promote it here, it seems that it seems that it has to be stemmed from a problem, yeah. as opposed to it stemmed from this will just do you good, mate. Yeah, because yeah. cause if like my my dad's old school, he's you know he's he's sixty odd years of age, um, and he's suffered. I mean. He'll never listen to this, so it don't matter. But even if he did, I've got nothing to hide. But he, he suffered from it from anxiety about nothing for a long, long time. Mm. And and that that seeped into me in my later teens and that and and in my early twenties and I've just did had the same behaviour. And it's like when you're exposed to when you're exposed to other bits and bobs, you then go, Fuck, actually, that was quite just him because he didn't have the relationships he needed, and and I've I've sort of adopted them too. Where mm. I have got the relationships, I'm just I'm just copycatting, and yeah. it's and it's and it's funny with that because like I've that I I use counselling now and again now. Just when I need to, I'll talk to somebody. Mm. Um, but I've got I've got a relationship with a guy that I can just phone him up and have a chat, like, and that's it. But I haven't needed to actually because of my friends and stuff. But to get to that point, a lot of people. Especially sort of younger Essex, East Londony, sort of like you know, we're all from, all from sort of hard and hard and they are now. Well, well, yeah, we've spoken about sort of the uh, the next generation being far, far, far more advanced in many ways. You're you're coming on leaps and bounds. You really are. <laughs> I gave him a little pat on the back. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, that was really lovely what you said. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, but I, I, I believe that it's. Um, I, I've only ever benefited from being honest about shit, right? And um, sorry, I, there was a moth there just then. And I I'm trying to kill it with my fun. fag. <laughs> oh, mate, <laughs> Buddhist over. I like moths because I'm a goth. Of course you are. That's it. But it's 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 interesting for me because, you know. I I I really enjoy this situation as a, almost as a form of therapy in a way, and and I think uh, as you said, Jules, like what we're doing and what Nick's been doing prior to me joining, obviously, is is signposting the fact that the the, the belief in um, in understanding that we all have shit going on. Like I, every single person walking this planet has something they need to deal with, yeah. and it will it will affect ultimately yourself or somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's quite true. I, th- I think so. Like ha- you, you being sort of an advocate for for that is very encouraging because you know you're 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 in your mid twenties, you sort of your early twenties. Handsome bloke, handsome. Yeah, handsome, fucking handsome, sorting it out. But this is it, and and it's and it's it will be it will make it 
on the next wave of us all becoming a bit more sort of emotionally attached to our direct and 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 actually our physical, not just our emotional, because we we harbour mm. shit uh, and and we do it. We used to do it, as we said, by fighting and fucking being an arsehole, but we are getting better, and and it will only be furthermore promoted by people like yourself offering a service uh, eventually, and and ha- and but but also having your own shtick about it and your own approach and hopefully we inspire other people to do it do you know what I mean because I certainly know that would have helped me on my initial journey on it like with with, with it you know yeah Matt if I can I'd be over the moon if I could get even one person to just think about getting yeah. therapy and I think as well with something that I, 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 it's a strange one because if you're looking at it now I've had therapy and you know that it, it, it's, it, it's really helpful um, yeah yeah a lot of people, like friends of mine have mentioned it before, and they're like, I don't know how I thought about it. And my thinking's just, you know what, you can't lose anything going to therapy. Yeah. Everything's confidential. Nothing's going to get mentioned. I said, I said to them, just, just, just try it once, or, you know, just, just for the sake of it, and just tell me how bad it is. I don't really know. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about therapy that yeah. you're going to go yeah. in and it's going to pick your sort of brain apart and really try and look into your your life, it's, it's, it doesn't work like that, Obviously, as, as, you, as you guys know. It's all about like empathy and... Yeah. And you can control that as well, mm. you know, like when you go into therapy, like, like if, if you, you don't want to talk about yeah. something, then you don't. Yeah, exactly. You, know, like you, can, you can control that. I think the majority of us, though, when we get a bit of a confidence, and, and, and you know, like I'm obviously generalising, but you, you do feel the need to then sort of give a bit more because cause it's never going to be a negative situation, is it? Mm. It's not. And, and and as you said, you are in control of that situation. You're able to sort of, if you wanted to, I mean, even if you had therapy and lied through it all, <laughs> like, because you can, and uh, and not that you'd be judged or whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. Have you ever done that? Have you ever lied through a full session? Yeah, I, I, I lied for a year. Did you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had my first therapy at Basildon Hospital when I was about 11. Uh, and I lied through all of yeah, it. Yeah, but that's, yeah. Like, yeah. all of it. And uh, because I was scared. Yeah. And uh, I, I was getting to that. It took me actually, a long yeah. time yeah. to get to a point when uh, when it had, things had to get so bad mm. for me to be honest. Mm. For me to see no other option yeah. but to fucking commit. And uh, it's a sh- and as you say, uh, like we're not in a culture where we promote that. Mm. But that's why I love what you said, George. Really, is that yeah. um, the idea is that just by you being there breaks the stigma. You know, you start to break the stigma just mm. by purely doing it, just by mm. fucking walking the walk. Mm. And um, and it's also quite surprising. That along the way, you learn a lot about yourself as well by getting involved with that. Mm. You're like, I've learned stuff about myself from talking to you tonight. Mm. You know, uh, and I and I do every week. Mm. Um, some more so, but very much from you, George. Is that yeah? You do. You learn about yourself by just talking, mm. and mm. the power of actually saying things aloud. Mm. Like that. That's my big thing really mm. is that the power of saying it aloud um, then suddenly you get a perspective yeah I'm massive I think as well a lot of time with especially with men I think they have this idea with mental health and they don't understand it. it's a shared problem they really yeah. think there's something that's really wrong with just them yeah. 
and that it's their problem alone. Mm. Like you say, just by speaking about it, and I, I think everyone's done it at some point. You, yeah, you I realize, was going to say I've definitely done that. Yeah, all day long. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not like you're you've got some sort of rare disease. You know, mm. it's just it, not it's just it's anxiety or it's it's stress. You know, and it's one of them. The more you, by talking, anyway, you're going to get better is by talking about it. You know, mm. you, you can't you, you just repress things otherwise. And it just yeah. gets worse and worse, you know. Mm. Well, that's, that's, this is it. And it's about promoting positive change. Oh, fuck you. Fuck, yeah. you just gave me a moment. Yeah. I just had a fucking moment. Mm. Like, the concept of um, mental health is a shared problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not a personal problem. Mm. So, the answer... Mm. It's to share. share it. It's to share, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, George. <laughs> that was a that was a really good one. Mm. Ten out like that was <laughs> really good. Mm. We're gonna have to wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. good. I like that though. Oh fucking hell, what a good thing to finish on. Mm. It's a shared problem. Mm. Yeah, man. Like, you can't do it in isolation. You know what? I think that is best message I've ever heard I'm going to start sharing that shit yeah do it of course it's a shared problem thank you George cheers George I really enjoyed that honestly lads my pleasure it's been great I'm sorry like quite often like um, I know we've talked a lot (laughs) Uh, uh, but I think we're like we're ironing out our cracks as we go oh yeah for sure I am all day long yeah I I, I still am I'm I'm learning and I've learned loads from you tonight it's been great Mm. George, thank you very much. Thank you, George. It's been lovely having you on, and we'll have you on next season for sure to see where you're at, yeah? Nice one, fellas. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, George. Thank you. Cheers, matey. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye. This is up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.